Welcome to the JSM podcast, where we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Welcome to, I don't even know what episode we're on anymore, because <laughs> it's been so long. That was something Ben kept track of for me. Um, today, we're going to be talking about um, taking kind of our prayer life in action, but really not even just like our prayer life, um, our more of just like our whole walk with the Lord, adding action. And so, oh, I forgot to introduce, I'm Joanna here with Cassandra, um, our, um, I call her the, I call her boss. Uh-huh. And I call her boss. <laughs> Keeps us both humble. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we call each other boss. Um, so talking about taking into action, because I, I think the big place, um, I know, where both of us wanted to start, you know, as we were preparing for this today was um, it not being, you know, cause so much of our walk with the Lord is um, a forced expectation um, that's put on us as if, you know, God's going to be mad at us if we're not um, marking all the boxes and doing all the things. And, and that's really not what the Lord is like. He's not like that. He's not, um, he, you know, it would be like, to put it into perspective, it would be like demanding somebody to be in relationship with you and to do everything that you want them to do. And none of us in reality in relationship would want that. Right. You know, um, I guess there are some people in the world that would, but a healthy person doesn't desire a demanded relationship. No. <laughs> and so as we've gone throughout this series, we've talked about, our prayer life and about being in connection with the Lord. And we encourage you, we also have a course on prayer. You know, if you want to go more in depth into prayer into different areas of your life and praying for those things and what that looks like. But the heart behind 2355 is taking the prayer life um, and our walk with God throughout every aspect and area of our life. And so today we're just talking about putting, you know, putting everything into action. Um, and the important thing is the application of the things that God's teaching us, the things that we're learning, the things that we're growing in, the things that we're experiencing um, in our relationship with him and in our connection, our time with him and taking that beyond that and being more doers of what God has said, walking the things, living out that faith um, and putting it all into action. And if it's not, inside of us, then I tell you, don't, then don't try to make it. It's more of something that comes from, you know, as you're around somebody all the time, you begin to change. Things begin to um, shift as you rub off, you know, on a person. And so when we're spending this time with the Lord and he becomes a part of our life and we begin to understand who he is in connection with us, then the influence starts to happen as we begin to understand the love that he has for us and the connection that he has with us and the thing and his heart for us and for our life. And then now it's like, okay, so I'm learning these things. I do these things. Now, what do I do? And it's like, okay, now we go and start to live this reality. And the big thing is, um, I would like to start with is, um, you know, going back to, is this something God demands of us, requires of us and expects of us? And the answer is no, because Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. 
And it's, it's kind of like, you know, none of us like a forced marriage, forced relationship with expectations with somebody that we don't even know and we don't even care about. And our, our walk with God really comes out of a transformation that happens as we spend time with him and we begin to live these things that we're learning and experiencing. And, and the way I look at it, it's God's way of life is following the way that we were designed. And so it's, it's kind of like we can go a different route and have different things happen, or we can go the route of understanding how God made us in the way that we were meant to thrive and begin to follow that route and to start living those things and to start watching as we live them, the fruit and the joy that comes from following his way. Because when we follow God's way, there's joy that is found. And to me, there isn't a lot of joy when sometimes we're in pain or we really don't believe the things that we're living truly like in our heart. And one of the things I wrote down, I said, we've been taught to battle our free will instead of to allow God to transform our free will. And we're told that like, no, you just got to battle your free will. And I'm like, no, when you're hanging out with God, he transforms your free will. Your will becomes his, your heart becomes his, your way becomes his. It's not a battle because as I begin to understand the way that he made me in relationship and, and design and identity, those are the things that I just naturally begin to live out as I experience him. They are not forced things. They are things that I want to do because I'm like, oh, so this is how God made me. And so I think a lot of people are like, you know, instantly thinking that is a foreign concept. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. <laughs> it's not something I've been taught or have experienced before. And the reason why is because I think a lot of times we don't understand why God has certain scriptures and called us to do certain things. And we're told to just like, just take them by, blindly. And I don't believe that's God, what God wants us to do. I believe he was sitting there oftentimes in the Old Testament as a teacher saying, this is how I made you. You see all these other people around killing. Well, I, that's not where life comes from. Life does not come from murdering, you know, and people are like, that's a simple concept, but it was a very new concept in a lot of ways when the commandments were handed down, because as we've been studying, you know, briefly in our time with David about the reality of that time was defending your land and the things that you were on. And it was about, you know, people were about conquering space and taking over people and wanting those in captivity because the more people you have, the more powerful you are. And I mean, th this man's pride in his heart had grown to such a different level that had not been seen or experienced. And so when God handed down the commandments, it was more of like, this is how I made you. This is the way I intended you to live. This is how you were designed. And so for a lot of them, that was a new concept because it was totally different with, than what they had seen. Like they had seen kings married to multiple women and like all of these things. And this idea of marriage to one man and one woman had become so foreign at that time. It was so different. And there was a lot of unhappiness that comes from that. And not because God had displeasure on them that created unhappiness is because it was not how we were made. And so as we take all this time with the Lord and we begin to experience and live it throughout of, 
throughout our lives, we find joy and fulfillment because we're living in connection, open connection with the Lord within the way that we are designing creatives to be. And then we begin to thrive. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, okay, taking all this into action. I'm learning, I'm connecting with the Lord. I'm reading different books. I'm reading my scripture. I'm spending time in worship. I'm understanding God's heart. I'm understanding who he is. Now I shall go live it. I shall go do it. And so if something in your free will stands in opposition to something God has, you feel in his scripture that he's called you to, you got to ask yourself, why is it a struggle? What in my life is missing? What opposing force sits there that prevents me? Or maybe I don't have the full truth. And so I can't live the things that he's called me to. And yes, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. I mean, we look at, I always bring back to, we look at the disciples before and after Acts chapter two, and these guys had changed, but there was still this process of transformation that they went through. They were not, they, it wasn't like on that day, on that day, they were filled with the power and began to live in full connection with God again. But God did take them through journeys of transformation in their hearts and minds. And so we look at Paul's letter, it puts it into perspective that a lot of times he was writing to different cultures. He was writing and sharing about his own transformation and his process that God was taking him through. And he was living out these things that God was teaching him. He was beginning to take them and put them in application in his life. And, and that's where God desires for us to be as we live out the things that he's teaching us, as we live out this connection with him, that we take all of who he is beyond the five minutes of the day that we might throw out our quick prayer, but that we live immersed in relationship with him in our lives and begin to experience him at deeper levels and to begin to understand him at deeper levels. Because as we do that, as we clear out the clutter, as we clear out all of these things, we get to experience the fullness of relationship with him. But when you're in relationship with somebody and there's a lot of things in the way, let's say distractions, let's say um, hurts or whatever like that, you don't get to live in full connection with somebody. And, and to me, it's sad because I, I know so many people out there have never experienced living in full connection with anybody. And, and there's so much deprivation that is found, um, uh, you know, being in a space like that and not getting to fully experience full connection. Um, because that's how we were created to live in full connection with each other and full connection with the Lord. So I want to share um, a verse. This is out of first Peter one, um, starting in verse 13. This is the passion translation. It says, so then prepare your hearts and minds for action. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. As God's obedient children, never again shape your lives by the desires that you followed when you didn't know better. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. So looking at that, it's like, okay, as after everything I shared, you begin to understand more of what was being talked about in, in this letter right here of like, oh, okay. In the preparation of our hearts and minds, it says for action. So what does it look like to prepare? And it's about opening up the space, partnering with God, being willing to allow him in 
to begin to transform so that we can move into a space that we start to live out these things and we're no longer going back as the verse as the verses continue. It says, as God's obedient children, never again shape your lives by the desires that you followed when you didn't know better. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. And so that's that transformation that I was talking about, that as we grow in connection and relationship with God, it begins to transform. We don't go back to the old ways. Everybody says, you know, oh, the old ways are so fulfilling and tempting. No, actually they're not. The reason why sometimes they are is because some of the new ways we're being taught really aren't God's ways. A lot of the things that the church teaches and make a lot of people uncomfortable right now. A lot of the things that the church teaches are not actually God's ways. They are not God's design. They are not the direction that he has called us to. They're missing the fullness of truth because we're taught to be obedient and maybe love God later. And God says, love me first. And then out of that comes obedience. Out of that comes as you understand my love. And as you understand my connection, you have this desire to know me and the desire to know my ways and to pursue those things in the fullest. I'm going to give you a second to say something because I've just been <laughs> talking away this whole time. Um, I want to add a little bit to what you were saying. Yes, it's, it's about love first because it is about the connection and how can we obey somebody we don't understand or somebody we don't know um i mean there's obedience like you said because you have to because you're compelled to but there's also an obedience that comes out of love and respect and um i think we definitely need to have that connection with god that love and respect relationship with God um, before anything else can open up, before our desire to obey, our desire to, to witness, to minister, mm -hmm. uh, before any of that can happen, we have to have a right relationship with God. And, and I know that's a cliche, a right relationship with God, but, but a real relationship, uh, a real connection. And starting there, and that's so backwards, I think, than, like I said, so many have been taught and don't understand why they repeatedly fall back into old patterns um, because they people are never experiencing the healing and the process that God desires for us to go through so that we no longer find ourselves wanting to go to some other space to fulfill, but we're living in the fullness of the way God designed things where we find in relationship or taking care of ourselves physically or like the things that, and getting our needs met in the way that he intended for us to get our needs met. Because when you start to, it's very interesting because when you go through like the Old Testament, like first thing that comes to mind, like some of God's rules and people miss them were about the land. Like he had, you know, you grow this many years, you rest the land. Right. Well, science shows the necessity of that year of rest, that time of rest for the land because it restores minerals and like the things that it does. 
And so it's not like God's sitting here like, you have to do this because that's the only way I'm going to bless you. He's saying, hey, this is how I made things. And you see throughout the patterns of nature and things like that. The Rebbe, it says creation declares his glory. Like as you study stuff, you see it everywhere. God's design and the reminder of, let's just say rest, the necessity of rest. And you see it throughout different aspects of his creation, how vital rest is. And so, so we go back to learning God's ways so that we can understand how we were made and the way things were supposed to be so we can live in this fullness not out of expectation and demand but because it's like oh so that's how things work okay it reminds me of, you know the kid who comes up and asks the question of like why this mom and dad you know and you're so they're oh you know that that understanding of like oh my gosh okay so if i keep going back to things i gotta figure out why why? And I've got to find the thing that gives me the fulfillment of what I'm trying to find in this emptiness over here that ultimately, I always say the enemy's always got his toxic version that he's selling on the street to offer to us. So that way we feel like oddly fulfilled, but dying at the same time, instead of realizing there's a way that God made things that leaves us feeling fulfilled and then full of life and in pursuit of those things and not finding ourselves empty and depleted consistently. And so, so this is like the real, to me, this is where so many people, as we're talking about all of this, the, you know, taking things to action, this is when our, our walk with God really comes alive and really shows like where we're at and what's happening inside of us and understanding why, you know, why do I, let's just say getting drunk, for example, you know, some people are like, that's a sin. I'm like, yeah, it's not the way God made us, but why do you have to get drunk? What inside you wants to go down this road? What fulfillment are you finding in these things? What, what is it creating for you? Well, let's go and find the way that God made you. So that way you're not desiring to get drunk because you're living in the fullness of the way that he designed and created you to be. And you're finding fullness of life. But instead, what we hear is you're not supposed to be drunk. You're a sinner. You're horrible. Right. You're the worst person ever. Shame, guilt, shame, right. guilt, shame, guilt. And you can't, you can't give it up for whatever reason. You don't understand why. You don't know why there's a struggle. And, and so it's like as a counselor, I know there's deep-rooted issues. I know that, you know, when you've been drinking for a long time, it does start to have physiological and physical. Right. As, and so there's so much more happening. And all we hear is, I'm a horrible person. And it's just like, that doesn't set anybody free because one, they don't understand why they got there. Two, they don't understand what they need. And three, a lot of times they break free and they're, you know, for a moment and then they go back because they're not experiencing everything that God has. So that way they no longer desire those things, that that desire is completely removed. It is not a temptation anymore because it's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to feel the need to go out and eat dirt if I'm getting all the minerals I need. I'm just saying, I know you look at me like I'm crazy. No. <laughs> but some people desire dessert because they're lacking minerals. But, um, but dirt. Yeah, there are people you crave dirt. I can't remember what it is you're lacking, but there is something. <laughs> um, but the importance of pursuing and understanding. And so I know for a lot, this is probably very eye-opening for many 
hearing this and probably a lot of freedom found of like, okay, I struggle with these things. What do I need to do? What am I lacking? What am I missing? And that's where counseling, talking to people, learning, reading books, understanding the way we were made, understanding the way we were meant to thrive, noticing the things that bring fullness of life and leaving us feeling full because we can have, you know, I always say, um, candy tastes good in the moment, but long-term it has a detrimental effect. So there's a lot of things that taste good in the moment that can become deceptive, but in the long term, it doesn't produce life within us. It brings forth death and destruction within our bodies. Um, and it's not that God's punishing us or he's evil or unkind. It's we're going outside of the way that we were made. And, and so, so I kind of, you know, as we're finishing, cause I feel like I kind of give my charge because it's just through like a whole bunch of stuff out um, <laughs> at people. But this is where, I mean, this is, this is huge because I feel like this is the culmination of taking everything. And this is where the transformation really, really begins in our lives. And so it's like, I encourage you to spend some time to look at the areas in your life that you're thriving because we don't want to ignore those and to look at the areas in your life that you're not. And the areas that you're thriving, be thankful and, and look at why you're thriving and the things that add to that. And then the areas that you're not to begin to ask God, what is it that I'm lacking? And to begin to, you know, if it's going to read a book to understand why these things you're craving, you're seeking after, you're desiring what it is that's found in these certain things. So that way you can begin to find the fulfillment that you need in the way that God designed you and created you to be. And so you can start to seek after those things. So that way you find the fullness of life. You find the fulfillment that he has for you. But if we don't understand how we were made, we'll just keep going back. We're like, well, at least dirt's better than nothing than feeling the deficiency that I feel. Um, and it can give me fulfillment for a moment. And so um, and just to go back, the verse I shared was out of 1 Peter 1, 13. Um, it's in the Passion Translation. If you want to go read it, we'll continue through the rest of it next week as we talk about just, you know, looking at life as a holy calling and what does that mean? Because we hear those things um, and sometimes we get lost in what people are saying to us um, because so many things in God's word have been distorted and taught in such a way that really places us captive. We don't find freedom in it. We find more captivity. We find ourselves more bound um, because it isn't the fullness of truth um, of just the way things are taught. And so our heart is that you would begin to set, be set free from that. And you would begin to experience your connection, your relationship with God and understanding the way he made you and living in this fullness um, that he has created you to live in. And it, and it was, so this is where I want to finish with this. This is where the placement of Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes in. Okay. So what was the point? Could we have fulfilled all these things prior to this? And the answer is yes, no. <laughs> there was a striving that happened throughout the Old Testament. You have a lot of people that fulfilled so much, but what happened in the garden was the separation of connection between us and the Lord. And there is something that very real happens when we give our life to the Lord that is found through, you know, because you have to look at when, when there's a separation in relationship that happened in the garden between us and God, there has to be, scripture says, no greater love than this, than for a man to lay down his life for a friend. And so you have Jesus that came 
to lay down his life because that connection between us and the Lord was severed. And so it was through his son coming, he died for us to restore that connection, which brought Holy Spirit, that connection of God back in for us that empowers us to live and to feel and to experience God. Because as we've talked about before, they experienced God on the outside, but we get to experience him on the inside and the outside all around us. And we have to realize very much in the Old Testament, a lot of that feeling that we get sometimes they only got when they were looking at him. They didn't. And I believe there were times that God, you know, because he's outside time and space, that they felt that connection. But we live in a time where the Holy Spirit is present all around us, all the time, that connection that we get to experience with the Lord. And so powerful things did happen at the on the death on the cross, the restoring of God's connection, living and dwelling within us, and that empowers us to live and fulfill the things that he's called us to. And it is a very important thing. Um, and so, no, we cannot just go out without him but we are created to live in connection with him. And so next week, we're going to continue um, our discussion on this. Thank you for joining us again for um, another week of 2355. Um, I did most of the talking today. <laughs> I did not give you much opportunity. That's, that's fine. I told you, you, you have this one. So I just like blasted off. <laughs> good stuff. You shared a lot of good stuff. Yes. So thank you for joining us this week. Um, remember, connection makes us stronger. Check out the, um, the website, joinusnow.com. Download our app. Um, you can look at, find it in the Google Play Store, Apple App Store, um, Joanna Snow Ministries. And in that, you have all sorts of connections to all of our stuff, information. You can also go to the website to give. Um, we are just so thankful that you joined us. If you ever have a prayer request, feel free to send it to us. We hope you have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time.